Hi, Puffwa. It's Gora from the future, and I would just like to say, for Friday, July 17th, here's episode 214 of Potterfic Weekly, the podcast where the story and the insanity never end. Very awesome fun. Very awesome fun. That's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Uh, we're just having adventures. Yep. Adventures. adventures are good. Good girl. Not chocolate trousers. Ooh, we're evil. <laughs> How's that go, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I snorted so much yesterday, it was unreal. <laughs> same snake time, same snake channel. It's all snake time, Trisha. Wow, wow, wow. Of course, it's snake. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Oh, Holy nice. shit! It's so yes, Scott. They're there to talk about the sector. They're gonna worry about homework Aww. later. Duke. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snow gags. Awkward. I'm so good at nightmares. <laughs> you always laugh before the end. Think weekly where the story never ends. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Puffwa family of podcasts. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. And I'm Mooney. And Scott hopefully will be joining us in a little while. He is getting late home from work. Getting home late from work? There we go. So. And you haven't had anything to drink yet. I haven't, but I've been up since 4.30, so. And I. Punch drunk, you're not drinking protein shake. (laughs) Slept with the cat last night, which means I didn't sleep very well. I can imagine. But, yeah. It's always fun to wake up to the cat going, like, no, no, I'm out of my bed. <laughs> so, but luckily I didn't step in anything this morning when I got up, so hopefully he made it outside. I love having a kitty cat door. <laughs> Except for that he comes in on his own. <laughs> That's funky. Trisha must have a TV going in the background because I just yeah. heard a voice and I'm like, oh, Scott's here. Wait. How did Scott get here? <laughs> no, I asked Art to turn it down and he just went to the bathroom. No, it's fine. I just was freaking out because I was wondering how Scott figured out how to join us. <laughs> so, so we're starting on chapter 16. Uh, <laughs> Watch out, Molly, on chapter 9. <laughs> Okay, no problem. I'll be like, really? What is this happening? <laughs> now that I have a Kindle, it kind of, I'm kind of kind of cured of my bad habit when I read books. When I read a like a regular book, book mm-hmm. 
if I really, really liked it, I would jump ahead in pages and read like a paragraph just to see what was coming ahead. Right. Oh, that would drive me nuts. Oh, I do that all the time. I used to do it all the time. And usually once I got like within the chapter, I always read the last page so I know the ending. Mm. You are terrible. Well, the thing is, I was just talking about something like if I die, I need to know what the ending's like. Wow. My mom's friend was dying of cancer. And she chose to do the death with dignity that we have here in Oregon. So she okay. she was able to plan when she was going to do it. And she planned to do it on Super Bowl Sunday. Because, you know, nothing big was happening that day. Mm-hmm. But the thing that made me so sad for her was that she did it right before J.K. Rowling's last book came out. Mm. And she was a huge Harry Potter fan. And, and I, I always felt bad that she didn't get to read the last story. Mm. So, but she wouldn't have made it that long anyhow. And mm, things were getting worse. She she had to be able to do it to be able to still swallow. And she was getting mm. to the point that she couldn't swallow. So she mm. she had to do what she had to do. But mm-hmm. I always I always felt bad that she didn't get to finish it. And I kind of hope that somewhere, some way, she got to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Other than, yeah. I always, yeah, so no, Kindle has cured me of that now. Mm-hmm. Because I can't flip the pages. And, I mean, when I first got my Kindle, it kind of pissed me off a lot. Yeah, I bet. Because, I mean, if I really liked the book, I started, I would, like, I just flip a couple pages or just kind of, like, randomly. I'm like, oh, oh, I wonder how that happens. And then I would want to read even more. Mm-hmm. And I guess before we get too far into the podcast, we should say that today is the day that Leonard Nimoy passed away. And we are all sort of grieving in our own little ways and I imagine that when I put this this together that I should include some sort of montage like we do for special people to us who have gone so I thought I had to throw that in there montage now of my friend I can only say this of all the souls I have encountered in my travels his was the most Human. But, Captain, we both know that I am not human. Spock, you want to know something? Everybody's human. I find that remark insulting. To Sheldon, live long and prosper, Leonard Nimoy. He came into the restaurant, sorry the napkin's dirty, he wiped his mouth with it. (laughs) I possess the DNA of Leonard Nimoy. All I need is a healthy ovum and I can grow my own Leonard Nimoy. I have been and always shall be your friend. Live long and prosper. And we're back. (laughs) 
That was a long. Yeah, I know. Well, she had a lot to say. I, I, I was telling Mooney I really liked what uh, the president had to say. Something about he he was cool before it was cool to be a geek. <laughs> or I guess what was it? Before it was cool to be a geek, there was Leonard Nimoy. Something like that. I don't know. But anyhow, we'll put something in here and delete this rambling little bit that I'm doing right now so that I sound somewhat sane. No. Never. We never delete those things that make us sound sane. Why? 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 Why would they do this? You're not the boss of me. Trisha. Why? Do you ever get to talk to Oliver Shell? You know, one of the guys that I I work with um, is best friends with her boyfriend. Cool. So oh, that's it, funny. And and it, so inadvertently, I kind of talked to her. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember. I remember this because I edited it, so I heard it a lot. But on one of the podcasts, we talked about getting a dog, and we talked about what she was going to name the dog. And she has gotten a dog, and she has named her Luna. Aww. And I just thought that was really cool. Because I remember that was that was the name she really liked. Mm-hmm. Here, Luna. Come here, Luna. So. Yeah, and he's a cute little... Or she's a cute, she's a cute little thing, too. She looks like a beagle? I think she is a beagle. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I haven't seen a great picture of her yet, but that's that's what she looks like to me. But... I suppose we should talk about poor Teddy and the howler that has just arrived in his breakfast dish because Neville has let the cat out of the bag to grab. Well, probably. Of course he did. Neville told Harry, but the headmistress got a hold of Gran to say that he's been taking this sleeping paralyzing potion or the paralyzing potion while he sleeps, and Bran is not a happy camper. It's almost like Molly. It is. <laughs> or, or Neville's grandmother and the howler. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes you got to have a howler just because. Mm-hmm. And... I am ashamed and disappointed. I can't believe you do something so foolish whatever were you thinking, young man. You had better stay on your best behavior henceforth, because if you get a spell, you will be sorrier than you can imagine. Do hope you remain close to your cousin Violet, because he has ten times the common sense you do, and you are obviously in need of a babysitter. <laughs> if you said one more toe out of line... <laughs> 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 and yeah. the thing is, though, you, you you sound just too darn sweet saying I know. that. I know. I'm not good. You I'm, know, yeah, it, it it would be screeching. I know. I a, yeah. I don't think Andromeda talks with screech. She is a black. She'd be a lot more dignified than that. No, she's the black. She she yeah. She I could hear screech. Yeah, I'm. I hear. I hear the portrait more than I hear anything else. <laughs> so, he also gets a message from Harry, who is uh, 
less controlled fury and more controlled disappointment. Ugh, so much worse. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say sometimes that's that's worse than anything else. And I love the end. Finally, you did the right thing, telling Neville about Slipfang. We're investigating now. That means you don't have to. And I'm still debating whether or not to take the map back. <laughs> that, that is, that's called that's called the kettle black right there. Uh huh. <laughs> I better not hear one more word about your misbehavior. Love, yes, still, Harry. <laughs> and I, I have to say that I enjoyed that Harry actually signed this missive, because in so many fics, Harry never signs his letters by by his name because he's afraid they'll be intercepted and, you know, sold on Twitter or <laughs> eBay or something like that. So. Um, I did appreciate that. And uh Teddy decides he's he's gonna continue to do what he's doing, but he's not gonna let anybody know that he's doing it. Uh-huh. And he's off he's trying, you know, he's told them about Slipfang and he wants to know what's going on, and of course Neville's not speaking to him because Neville's going to treat him like any other student. <laughs> Mr. Lupin. And so he he uh, tries to corner Neville in the greenhouse during Herbology and, and get more information and Neville has uh, nothing to say to him. That's not working. But the Slytherins have sort of cornered him too and have said, are you really going to try to get Jeffrey's explosion overruled? And Teddy says he wants to. He's. <laughs> did you hear my son? I did. Yes. He's cute. He's um, watching the Big Bang Theory. Oh, of course. Are they running the the Leonard Nimoy episodes? Mm, I is this on demand? Yeah, he's watching the oh, on demand okay. one. And I, I know uh, Ryan posted a few things today. With Leonard Nimoy in it. But, you know, Teddy, they think that Teddy's going to try to get his godfather to pull some strings. And Teddy's like, no, you know, we've got this group and we're going to work on it and we're going to do different things and, and we're going to, you know, reform the DA in a sense. He, he doesn't really say that to them, but, and he's kind of upset with, with, Violet because she's made it sound like he's promised to bring them back mm. and he's not done that and she says no I just told them you wanted to and that's enough Trisha yeah <laughs> what you doing did you hear me open my bags yes <laughs> it's the candy bar episode all over again <laughs> oh candy bar oh don't talk about candy right now. Okay. I this is my first Lent. Oh shut up, Lord. <laughs> it, it is. Well, I'm a Protestant, and Pittsburgh is very Catholic, so there's always fish fries and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And some of I'm confused. Them, what does fish fries have to do with Lent? Fridays. Because oh. on Friday, you're not allowed to eat meat. You're alone allowed to eat fish. Right. But fish is meat. No. Fish is, fish is no, fish. 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 
fish is not a meat. Fish is fish. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Don't and ask me why, but there is. So, in, in the Catholic... I know I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing and I don't have everything because I'm, I'm not Catholic. But I just kind of like the idea of it. It's you, you give up or you fast. Right. For 40 days. Mm-hmm. So I gave up chocolate and cookies. Ooh, you are a gutsy yeah. gal. Well, All good right, for you. Shut up. I wish she was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Gone are the days you used to put into bed before we podcasted. Yeah, well, it's also Friday night, so mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the bad thing about Friday night. Uh, and so, when you are, are wanting to, whatever you give up, you're supposed to pray and ask for forgiveness and 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 help you get help you get through it. That's the whole right point of of it. I'm like, okay, you mm-hmm. know what? I I can do it. Well, I have a, a service reward. Because I've been at my company for ten years, so we had a we had a lunch, and, of and they gave you chocolate. Yeah, they had chocolate, German chocolate cake. Oh, uh, ouch! Yeah, yeah. And so I'm with the two two of my good friends. I give my one friend the chocolate cake because she gave me her salad. Oh, there you she go. She thought that was a she <laughs> thought that was a great. I trail. bet she thought that was uh, a good. Trail. I would agree. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And my other friend who was sitting beside is sitting beside me. Well, she what she gave up for Lent was because she likes to go around and tell me what's in the office if there's donuts and stuff like that. So she she gave up telling me what what's around the office. <laughs> so you 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 gave up chocolate and cookies and your sweet had, your sweet tooth announcer. Yeah, and my sweet oh. tooth announcer. But this my sweet tooth fast. announcer was sitting beside me eating chocolate cake going, <laughs> and going That's this not very nice. Aw, you have like, mean friends. <laughs> He's just rubbing it in. At one point, I had the president of the company sitting at my table. My head's on the table going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Like that, and he's looking at me. He's like, "Are you okay?" I go, "I gave up chocolate and cookies." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, I can get you ice cream." I'm like, "No, it's okay." Aw, well, that was nice of him. Yeah. yeah. To offer you ice cream. See, you did it wrong. You're supposed to give up salad. I, that's what I should have did. <laughs> so, so she was just having a good time. Going, like, oh, that's mean. The reason why she's, she was doing it is because I picked the table, and of course, the president of the company comes sits at our table, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh well," but that's fun. I'm sorry though that she was being mean. That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, she was just like, and I looked at her. I go, "I'll make you." She drove. I drove, and I looked at her. I go. I'll make you walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, I'm sorry. She goes, but it's really good. Well, you could have, you know, saved a piece and put it in your freezer until for 40 yeah. days, and then you could have well, had a piece. You get on Sundays during sunrise to sunset. You you, you you're allowed to break the fast. Uh, so on, I cannot wait for Sunday. I bet. <laughs> <Chocolate>. <laughs> Starting my day with chocolate hot chocolate, and then I'm having chocolate chip pancakes, and then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. 
I understand. And, like, and of course, my mom sends my son chocolate chip cookies, ginger snaps, hot chocolate mix, and oval cake. Mm. <laughs> like, what are you doing to me, mom? Oh, she's mean too. I know. She wasn't trying to be mean, mean, but I was just like, gee. And I'm like, I'm looking at everybody. I go, this is why I'm a Protestant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I'm trying. Well, good for you. And 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 you're trying for good reason. So I think yeah. that's cool. Okay, sorry. So, so we're back to the story where we're trying. <laughs> we're not even get through the first chapter. No, no. So they're trying to figure out where they're going to have this meeting. Gee, and, I wonder. Yeah, and they find out about, you know, Kai's. Cho's told Kai about the room of requirement. It's apparently where the Slytherins go to snog. Of course. Oh, yeah. wait, wait. They climb seven bloody stories. To snog. To go snog. Yeah, well, That's if that is going to the astronomy tower. Apparently, you know, the dungeons are are not good enough. So. Mood killer. I can see that, but yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you it's know, kind of cold. It's kind of cold and dank. It may make you want to get lit. Well, yeah. yeah. There, what was the thick where the, the, they kept taking... Who was it? Was it Ron? Was it Harry? They kept taking the girl up to... Fluffy's old corridor to what? to make out. I don't remember this. I can't remember <laughs> who it was, but I remember us talking about it because because Ryan and them called it Fluffy's room, and Mike was like, "The Fluffy room? What? There's pillows on the floor? What are you talking about?" And they're like, "No, Mike, the dog." And he's like, "Oh, so there's drool all over the floor? You know, it was bad. So yeah." It makes it I you know snogging in any of those places doesn't sound good to me, but yeah, whatever. Well, I guess I would go to the room of requirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know you walk up back and forth in the corridor and you go, I need a place to snog, I need a place to snog, I need a place to snog, and then and, you walk and in and it's a... like what Dobby would do. It's like heart pillows and <laughs> and a big. Uh, I'm in like fireplace and a bearskin rug. Yeah, there you go. Hot little... pink and shaped like a heart. No, oh, no. God. <laughs> you. Stop talking. Stop talking now. Puke is right. Hey, does this story have any puke in it? Probably. Not yet. I'm up to nine chapters and there's no puke yet. No. I don't think anybody hurls. Not yet, but uh, Okay, maybe. it's not any good then. <laughs> No, but the one I'm editing, there's puke in that one, so we're good. Which oh, one? This is to be careful. Yes. Who holes and be careful? Oh crap! It's Friday. I was supposed to release that tonight. I have to do that. Remind me to do that before I go to bed tonight. We'll try. Release that. <laughs> I have to release. Be careful. And what did we decide we're calling it? The, I hate Molly. The mystery. No, I I did that one last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> the mystery of Molly. I, I think we're going to combine the two. Somebody said that, too. I can't even remember what it's supposed to be now, but I wrote it down somewhere, so I'll go find it. But anyhow, they're trying to get in. I think they finally do. They go up to, to check it out. 
and talking about this club and and what exactly the club's supposed to be. And Dewey kind of grabs Caddy before they leave and says, you know, I want to ask you this. You know this club isn't just for agitating against the zero toleration policy, right? We want to do other things too. They want Stephen, Dewey wants Violet to get Stephen to come to the meetings. But we're going to have to keep him separated from Nero and Anthony and Christopher because they don't like him. Complicated. Mm-hmm. And they think they should invite Chloe. And Teddy's not happy with that. Of course not. I don't like Chloe. So I don't either. She's a little, little snide. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it's a Gryffindor for once. Yeah, well... You know, she's, she is a smart. She's a Slytherin. She's a Slytherin. <laughs> now, girls, don't start fighting on me here. We don't have time. She's, she's Just a needy, she's a needy Gryffindor. She wants, she's alone and afraid, and instead of using her Gryffindor courage, she's using her Gryffindor wiles. Gryffindor courage. No, she's using her wiles instead. And she's jealous. And Teddy doesn't want her, but they kind of talk him into it. <laughs> My God, Teddy's a pushover. He is. So they, and he's got detention for thirty days or something like that. So they're gonna, they have to do it between classes and dinner, and they've settled on the third Friday in January to do it. And they kind of, they invite everybody and. Then they're waiting upstairs. And it's supposed to be a secret meeting. So they're inviting the first years and they, they really kind of want to get the Muggleborns there because they want the other idea besides the no, the zero tolerance policy is that they want to get the first year Muggleborn students together so that they can kind of share with each other and start to feel more comfortable. That is a brilliant idea. It really is a good idea. And so that's the other thing that they're trying to accomplish here. So they're trying to just keep it to the first years and they're not telling everybody about it. But by the end of, you know, the second week, everybody and their brother knows about the secret club that Teddy has. And he's just like, ah. This lot is not very good at keeping secrets. No, they are not. The thing is, it's just like, I mean, it's just like what Dumbledore says. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a secret. Everybody knows. Like in in the first book. Yeah. Which never made sense to me that we go on and on about that when we're covering the books. So So they've they've decided the first one's going to be an ice cream social. (laughs) That's so fun. I had one of those in college. (laughs) The Hufflepuffs are bringing the ice cream because, you know, they live next to the kitchen so they can do that. And and not everybody's so sure about this. Albus is like, an ice cream social with the Slytherins? Look, Lupin, I know you fancy your cousin. And he's like, I don't fancy her! Which is good because, you know, the Trois would kill her. Mm-hmm. And does anybody bring Jimmy's and Crunchies and stuff too? Yes, they do. I don't know that they're Jimmy's, but they do bring toppings. 
Jimmies are the little. Um, oh, you said I. I heard Jimmies the first time. Jimmies, they're no, like the little M and M's. No, Jimmies are the sprinkles. Oh, okay. Yeah, we call them Jimmies here. Oh. You have they're funny not words. sprinkles. They're Jimmies. Mm-hmm. They're Jimmies. Mm-hmm. Oh, shut up! You're you're not my child. <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't like them. No, he loves them, but he's just trying, he's just calling, he's, he's just being a pedo. Ah, yes, that's what sons are for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's being perfect about that. <laughs> so he, so I'm trying to get to the point where they actually make it to this. Here we go. The third Friday in January, Teddy is sure that every first year in the school knows about his secret meeting, and probably most of the older students. And... The Hufflepuffs are bringing large buckets of ice cream, jars of dessert toppings, and pitchers of butterbeer, and fruit punch. Dang and pumpkin, it, now I want ice cream. And pumpkin juice. That's what we had. It's Lent, people. I'm not ready for this. Okay. And Mercy says, you know, the house elves will make anything for you if you ask them nicely. And, and we've got candy, sprinkles, nuts, chocolate sauce, butterscotch, marmalade, and other toppings. And they ar- arrange everything, and Vi- Marcy goes over to talk to Violet, and she's like, yeah, if everything's okay, and Marcy says, "You're or Mercy, I don't know why I'm saying Marcy, I can't read tonight, you're always nervous around me, and Violet's like, no, I'm not, and she says, I don't hold it against you, you know, and Violet starts to protest says, Dewey probably told you I was named in honor of my Aunt Charity, and Violet nods. So she knows that you know, because she's Charity, Charity's niece, and that's where we're going on. So she says, why do you always look like you feel guilty? And it's because Draco was there when Charity died. And she knows the story. So she feels guilty. She feels like because it was her father that was there. Mm-hmm. And I, Mercy pretty much says, you know, there was nothing you could have done. And there was really nothing he couldn't have done. And she puts her arms around her Violet and gives her a hug. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we forgive you. And Violet thinks to herself, it must be very strange being a Hufflepuff. (laughs) Yeah, we don't work that way. No. So they start trickling in a few at a time. and I love how Filch is still there. Well, of course Filch is still there. I don't know how he's there. Always around. He must have some kind of magic in him. Yeah, probably. Well, you know, he can't go far. He can't leave Mrs. Norris. She's in that little alcove. Yeah, I so. heard about the, I saw about the little shrine. I'm like, that's kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. So, they've got four Gryffindors, four Hufflepuffs, four Ravenclaws, eight Slytherins. Five Golden <laughs> Dewey, Kai, Violet, and himself. So there's 24 first years. And they're all ready for him to speak, and he gulps 
we changed chapters. Hey, look, we made it out of the first chapter. Woohoo. <laughs> you should have threw up. But no, I would have loved this story. Well, but... you know, maybe they'll overeat in the ice cream and then we'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of ice cream. And they, it's true. They're, they're kind of all clumped in groups and, and, you know, he really wishes that there was a way to kind of get them, you know, so they weren't all grouped together. And earlier, the, some of the boys had set the chairs up so that they wouldn't all group together. And it's sort of working, but not. And then Chloe comes in. And Chloe... Dun, dun, dun! Teddy has told Chloe that she's welcome to come to the meeting, but if she comes, she has to apologize. And so she comes over and she apologizes. And her words are a little more than a whisper, and she says, I didn't really mean to have you know be hurt i know it was awful i didn't think about it i just wanted and violet says teddy and teddy blushes is it really about him he, you know he's such a boy he's got no clue violet says teddy's very sweet and he couldn't resist your smiles or your tears poor little muggle-born girl violet's you know says very slowly and she steps up to chloe it really bothered you that Teddy might actually listen to me. Chloe flinches back. And Violet pretty much says, you know, I could do just about anything to you right now. Because your apology doesn't make up for anything. And Chloe's pretty much sure that she's going to get the snot beat out of her. She just sort of, Violet just, scares her half to death and then pretty much walks away and <laughs> but they you know they pretty you know they threaten her i wonder if her pretty yellow hair would keep its lovely curls if we cut it all off or we turn her upside down in the toilet and everybody's kind of getting going about it and and teddy's getting ready to oh edgar gets ready to step forward into her defense and and then he says, no, you you know, you guys, you have to wait. Let her deal with it herself. And they just pretty much leave her alone at the end. She just says, apology accepted. And Mercy's like, brilliant, let's have ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and Teddy, like, sags with relief. And Violet says uh, that she's satisfied. And that's it and they they tell him about the slip thing that teddy has a way of knowing that the thief can turn invisible but that they know his name and they decide that it, that sounds like a werewolf and other ones say no it's a goblin and then that's they... what i thought <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, how do you know this? And he says, I have a magic item, but I can't tell you about it. It's a secret. And they're like, all right. And Dina's like... Oh, yes, now you're going to go tell... Oh, never mind. Yeah. Or Deanna, I guess, is how this, her name is pronounced. And she's like, how come you didn't save my wand? And he said, I tried. I just got there too late. And so they want to try to organize a way to track him down but unless they unless Teddy sees him there's nothing they can do and then Nero wants to know about Jeffrey what are you going to do about Jeffrey 
he was unfairly persecuted. What can we do? And Teddy says, you know, him being expelled is unfair. Just, you know, because the zero toleration policy is unfair. Just because he had a picture of his father who happened to be a Death Eater, he should not have been Mm-hmm. And I strongly believe that, but I don't know what we're going to be able to do to overturn it. But I'm open for ideas. So they kind of, you know, they're like, so we're just going to keep having ice cream and hope that brings peace to Hogwarts, which it's kind of already doing because at least the four houses and the younger years of the four houses are getting together Locking. and being civil and yeah, mm-hmm. they're not cursing each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they, thre- they just threatened one. <laughs> well, you know, she deserved it. Yeah. yeah, she did. And you know, they say, well, what if we send a letter to the paper? If Teddy signs oh, it, boy. then, you know, we'll, we'll send it to the Daily Prophet. Oh, and like, boy. Okay. And then he says, and he unrolls a poster and he says, and it says, you know, it's got a large question mark on it, and it says, "Who is Slip Fang?" And beneath it, "Ask your professor." And then it's signed the DA. And he says, "We're going to put these all over the school and see if the teachers can ignore them. We're going to get people talking about Slip Fang." And Edgar says, "Do all of the professors know them?" No, probably not, but. If enough people start asking questions, then maybe they're going to figure it out. You know, maybe they'll That's ask. True. Yeah. And they want to know where the DA came from. And it's, you know, the Defense Association. How is that not common knowledge, may I ask? Before it became Dumbledore's army. Well, I don't know. And Teddy... Teddy... or Ed, I've got these names all messed up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of names in here, and I'm like, I can't, I'm like almost ready to make a list of all the, people, <laughs> all the kids' names, and who's who, and where. Well, my problem is I'm looking at the word, and I can't read it, because I need to get my glasses changed. <laughs> and so, I'm looking at Eden and rating it as Edgar, because I'm just adding letters to it, you know. <laughs> so, there you go. But Teddy's, you know, Teddy, are we going to have... he? Eden wants to know if they're going to have the secret gold scallions. And Teddy oh, says, so they didn't know about that. I don't know how to make those. My Aunt Hermione did those. And <laughs> that's beyond and, me. So. Yeah, and Hermione didn't make them a what until... Fifth year? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say fifth, fifth year. year. So it's got a little bit of time. And... Uh, hold on. Okay, does anybody know, for some reason, when I have, like, my um, internet stuff up, yeah. it will close down and come back up. Hang on just a second. Hold on, the what closes? Hey, Julie, I'm podcasting. I'll call you tomorrow. Alright, bye. No, I said thanks. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What happened? My my page is like all of a sudden it'll go away and then it'll pop back up again. It'll like oh. minimize and pop up and I can't get it to get it Just to stop. Stop doing that. I don't know why it's weird. Yet. Is it stuck? And it's it's a fairly new yeah. computer, right? Eh, it's a couple years old. Yeah, that's still fairly new. 
Yeah, yeah. I, it shouldn't do that. Mine does that every once in a while, it, but not with sick. It does it with other things where it just kind of it does it with everything. It even does. It doesn't even. It even does it with iTunes. It will. It, if I have iTunes up, it'll hop it up and then it'll minimize it and then it'll bring it back up and then it'll minimize yeah. it. Huh. And it, it, it. Are you touching you know, something? No, I'm not touching it. I mean, I can be ten feet away and it'll do that. Google it. Your computer's possessed. Your computer's possessed. It's it's moaning. Marvel. I don't I'm even sorry. know how to Google it. How do you even? Google computer. I mean, not now, but uh, <laughs> computer minimizes and uh, computer randomly minimizes and enlarges windows while I'm not touching it. What's going on? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's a long and complicated Google. Google likes long and complicated things. I should not be chewing on my fingers. Sorry. So, yeah, what's going on here? They, uh, you're not supposed to Google it now. Don't touch a computer. Don't ever touch a computer. How do you know I'm Googling it now? Because you're typing. You can hear that? Really loudly. Really? Yes. I can barely hear it. I know, but it picks up on the microphone. It's terrible. Did it come up with anything while you were Googling it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try something, something in the task manager. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Tell the ghost in the task. I don't even know where the hell the task manager is on this thing. Oh, Are I, you on a Mac? No. No. I, I can help her on a Mac, but I couldn't help her. So if her. you... I'll see if I can remember how to do that, but we'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I've scrolled back up somehow. That's why I'm lost in where we're supposed to be. We're, they put it the posters and then Teddy gets in trouble. Yes. The um, did they? I'm trying to see. They also talk about the muggle stuff, the muggle toys and things like that. Oh, yeah. Game boys and mobile phones, and they they wish that. Well, first of all, they say, "What's the harm? They don't work, so why can't we have them?" Exactly. You know the muggle things. They would at least give us a little bit of, you know, home security. They'd make us feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so they decide that maybe they should do something with that kind of stuff, too. But I think that's a little bit later when they decide that they're going to do that. Teddy has no idea what a Game Boy is. Wow. You totally. This went wonky on you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, dang. Like I said, I'm not fluctuating here. Usually that means that my Internet's fluctuated but it's not showing me that it's fluctuating <laughs> when it does that skype goes away and, and skype's not done that so no i don't know they decide that in order to get the muggle stuff to work the electronics to work they'd have to change the laws of magic <laughs> but oh that would go over well mm -hmm. and but most of the kids decided that they were going to put up the posters even the ones they weren't sure about the whole thing. And he checked the Marauder's map and made sure everything was good and let him out a few at a time. And then Kai whispers to Violet, what'd you say to Chloe at the end? And she's like, that's between her and me, you prat. And Mercy asks, 
doing. Is Teddy always a crusader? And I really thought this would be more social. <laughs> and he's like, it was social. We had ice cream and everything. What are you talking about? <sighs> but she was really wanting, like, a party. And the DA is nothing if it's not a little bit political and crusader-ish. So there you go. And Teddy walks out. Teddy goes away, goes out, and Chloe catch up, catches up with him. And she says really quietly, would you really have let your cousin and her friends do those things to me? And Teddy thought, and he says, yeah. And yeah. Chloe looks really shocked, and he says, but I knew she wouldn't. It would have ruined the whole purpose of our meeting, and Violet wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that, per period. She wasn't, she's not a spiteful person. And that pretty much hits Chloe where it hurts. Good. Yeah. Little muse. And then I love how Teddy asked what he told her, even though Violet was like, none of your business. Well, she told Kai none of your business. She didn't tell Teddy. That's true. And, uh, but still. She basically said, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, keep coals on your opponent's head. Kill them with niceties. That's the way to do it. So mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. And they put the first posters up early in the morning. And they... Only a few people actually show up. They're waiting to see if they actually get, you know, expelled or suspended or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> Smart. okay, we got to move fast and we're going to get them all around. And there we go. And, you know, make sure that we don't get caught. And of course, in Herbology later that day, Neville's like, come to my office after class, please, Mr. Lupin. And Teddy's like, gulp. You didn't think that through, did you, Teddy? <laughs> He's like, you wanted to see me? And she's like, yes, Mr. Lupin. Something about the DA. There's all these posters. And, and you really, you use the DA? Really, Teddy? I mean, that's, Kind of a sacred thing to us. <laughs> Teddy's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Uncle Neville. Don't have a clue. Posters? What posters? <laughs> you know? The idiot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone could have put those posters up, Professor. Oh, please. Don't play me as a fool, Teddy. He wants to know what they're trying to accomplish. And Teddy says, well, I think some kids want to know what's being done about the wand thief and why no one's telling us anything. And that's what I guess. I don't know exactly, because I don't know who put those posters up. And <sighs> Such a Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. So, why, why are they asking the staff about Slipfin? The staff doesn't know anything. And Teddy says, well, maybe they want to know some other things, too. Like kids being unfairly expelled and unfair policies and unfair treatment of Muggleborns. Neville's like, that's a lot of unfairness going on. Well, there really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Teddy says, you know, you were in the DA and you were willing to stand up against an unfair headmistress and risk being expelled. And now you and Harry are both telling me that's wrong. I should just behave myself and trust the grown-ups. I guess it's a good thing you didn't do that when you were a student, or Voldemort would still be around. And Longbottom and Teddy Neville 
Longbottom. I just can't call him that. He's Neville to me. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, we were risking a, a lot more than expulsion. Hell yes. And Teddy's like, well, I'm sorry, we don't have a Dark Lord to fight. And then he gulps because he's gone just a little too far there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm good. So, he says, well, you know, we could give you detention for littering and stuff like that, so you might want to be careful. And after he leaves, Neville holds the galleon in his hand and kind of shakes his head and says, ha, good DA. Go. Good job, boys. And then we have Scourge. S-C-O-U-R-G-E. That's worse than spew. It's a whole lot worse than spew. Sounds like you're puking, so I'm not gonna like it. Yeah, that's true. Oh my. It's got a little bit of that in there. So, everybody's kind of asking, who is Slip Fang? And nobody's really answering the questions. Of course not. The Aura's office is not confirming any rumors that anything's actually being investigated. And people are coming up to Teddy and saying, So, is your godfather hunting goblins now? And Teddy's like, Ah, if he is, he didn't tell me about it. But he hasn't, and he hasn't heard from from Harry, so he's, you know, totally telling the truth. So... And Nero corners him and says, when are you going to put up those flyers about Jeffrey like you promised? And Teddy shots, shoots back, when are you going to help? Like you promised. <laughs> and he's like, hmm, maybe. Meeting next Friday. We'll make a decision. We'll make some posters and stuff like that, and we'll post them the next morning. Right before the game? Teddy's like, shh, quiet. You're going to get us in trouble. Oh, these guys are not subtle. No, they're not. They're boys, and they're 11 years old. Mm-hmm. But Violet really wants him to write a letter to the, the two news agencies. Why can't the rest of them? Why do they have to? Well, they want Teddy to be the the spearhead with it, because they think that if Teddy's name's on it, then the prophet will publish it. So Yeah, but the rest of them should do something. Well, yeah, and that's what ends up happening. So they meet to do it, and the some of them are making posters, and Teddy and, and Violet kind of sit in the corner and put together a, a letter, and then Teddy has everybody sign it so that it's not just coming from Oh, him. that's right. Because he thinks that, you know, it'll carry more weight if more than just one 11-year-old is has signed it. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. We have a bit of a fight. Let's see. Yeah, oh, if anybody takes word of an 11 year old. Well, so the the Hufflepuffs and Slytherins are leaving and the Slytherins kind of antagonize the Hufflepuff Quidditch people and they, they, you know, say, oh, he's snogging in the prefix bathroom, and, and they're really egging him on, and at that point, 
he breaks and attacks one of them and gets caught. And of course, he gets expelled because of the zero tolerance policy. And now the Hufflepuffs are down a player. And it's right before the game, and they're not very happy about this. No. Oh, no, no, no. I remember now. I should. Uh, it's hard to read and, and uh, see this at the same time. So, Dewey sees what's happening, and it's the other way around. So, the Hufflepuffs are teasing the Slytherins because they're trying to get the Slytherins to attack somebody and get somebody expelled. That's new. And Dewey doesn't think this is a very Hufflepuff thing to do. So as Hugh, the great big Slytherin, goes to kill a Hufflepuff or two, Dewey jinxes him and makes him fall. And then the teacher, the Quidditch coach, shows up and says, what's going on here? And everybody seeing him cast the jinx on a prefect, no less. And the prefix looks over and he, you know, grimaces and he says, man, I just tripped over my own two feet. Well, that's kind of what he says because his English is terrible and he's hard to understand. Oh, my God. I, it, I have, I mean, it literally takes me five minutes to read, like, a little paragraph or whatever the hell he says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got nothing to explain. He kind of uh, reminds me of Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, worse. I gone and blothered over my own two feet. And Manic narrows his eyes at him and says, All right, did everybody clear out? And the Slytherins kind of look over their shoulders at Dewey, but they know that Dewey has just saved him from getting expelled. And so there's a little bit of a grudging respect going to start forming here for him. Yeah, and of course he owes him. Well, that, but I don't think he cares about that. Dewey's not that kind of a kid. No, I mean the Slytherin. Yeah. But Dewey's not going to count on that. This no. Hugh might. Hugh might because he's, you know, he's got his own code, does Hugh. <laughs> so I can see that happening. And Teddy's like, you actually jinxed Hugh Truncher? Are you insane? But it all works out. No, I've never called you an idiot. <laughs> No, but you've thought it a few times. So, they so get... what? So where is he from? The ha he has this accent. I don't remember. I uh, I don't know. Heck, I don't even know where Hagrid's from with his accent. Well, I remember reading once, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. The the. Slytherins think that only the Slytherins should be brought back from expulsion, but Teddy says, no, I think most of them are victims of the zero toleration. I keep saying tolerance, but it's the zero toleration policy. I think and it should be zero tolerance. Yes, I know, but I think it's it's done deliberately. This author has done this deliberately to mm. to, you know, make it stand out, I think. I don't mm -hmm. know. But he's saying, you know, everybody that's been unfairly expelled needs a chance to come back, not just 
the Slytherins, everybody. And so they kind of grudgingly agree that that's what they're going to do. And Teddy, like I said, Teddy works on the letter. And before he can really think better of it, he sends it off to the Daily Prophet and also off to what's Luna's paper? Uh, the Quibbler? The Quibbler. Wow, did you drop that? Yeah, I've been up since 4.30. I don't know my own name at this point. So he he goes down to breakfast. Teddy goes down to breakfast, and he thinks that Professor Llewellyn looks a little more annoyed than usual, mostly because they've papered the place with posters again. And <laughs> Professor Longbottom is as calm as ever, and the other teachers are sort of whatever. They're from amused to angry. And the uh, they go down to the game, and the announcer says, the headmistress would like to remind everyone, players and spectators alike, that the zero-toleration policy continues to apply even during Quidditch. So we need a nice, clean, exciting match. And we have... That doesn't seem possible. Yeah. And it's like the most lackluster game that they've ever played because usually the Slytherins are fairly violent and, you know, this is not a hard-hitting game at all. No. How boring. It's mm-hmm. like... I know. It's like yeah. hockey with... It's like hockey without... Without checking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which apparently women are not allowed to check. Men are, which I think is very unfair. I mean, not that I particularly like the idea of checking, having seen, you know, Done. yes, yeah. So the there's <laughs> every time the Ravenclaw seeker goes past the Slytherin side of the stands, they yell, "Thief! Thief! Stop thief!" Because he lost the the Quidditch match the last time because his wand went off. And it distracted him long enough that the other cat, you know, the other seeker got the, the, the snitch, the quaffle. Man, I am really out of it. This is going to be a terrible Oh, podcast. this is pretty bad, man. You're just like, la, 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 la. If I read the damn story, I would I be able to help you better. It's terrible. I know, I feel bad for this author. We really do like this story. We're just not all together here tonight. So, there's a. This, this one brought to you by Sleep Deprived. Yes, yes. Sleep Deprived. Dewey, Kat, Kai, Colin, Edgar, Chloe, Mercy, Anthony, and Gilbert are all serving detention because some of them got caught. <laughs> There's hanging, quite a list. Hanging the posters. All of them, but Mercy and They Anthony. weren't smart enough to do Well, <sighs> Teddy sent them out. They got stuck. They were leaving early, but they got caught by peas, and, and they ended up... Damn peas. Oh, that's right. And Teddy had the map, but by the time he saw the the Quidditch coach coming, there was no way to send a runner after them. They're like, we have to come up with something better, because we can't actually send a runner. So they didn't actually, you know, they didn't get caught really red-handed. Well, they kind of did. So. Mm-hmm. So Chloe's having a, a really hard time about this, but they, they've they been, they're under the Quidditch stands, raking up flyers and everything else that the students had thrown through the stairs, the bleachers. 
<laughs> and they weren't allowed to use any magic, so the service duty. Yep. And Chloe's not happy about this. She's she used it's to good. have ruin her naturally curly hair. Sorry, I just wanted to talk around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The littering and posting unauthorized notices are against school rules. And if we had grievances with school policies, the proper thing to do was bring it to the professor's attention through our heads of house. In other words, Teddy says, shut up and do what we say. Pretty much. Pretty much. So... The others are kind of afraid that Teddy's not going to calm down until they all get expelled, too. Oops. Mm, Teddy. Professor Longbottom calls him back into his office. So, it appears a month of detention hasn't completely curled, curbed your rule breaking. I don't know what you mean, Professor. And they're no longer calling, you know... Professor Longbottom's not even calling him Teddy or Mr. Looper in anymore. He's just kind of going around it. But he gets told he doesn't have detention anymore because obviously it's not working. So until they catch him doing something else, he's off limits. But, you know, Neville says, be very careful because if you cross the line from free expression to insubordination, you will be in trouble. So, mm. you know. He's like, what are you going to do to us? Are you going to add hanging flyers to the list of zero tolerance, toleration? And Neville says, no, but a day of detention and 10 points per house for every single flyer might dampen your club's enthusiasm. Mm. Teddy's like, it's mm. not my club. No one owns the DA. And yeah. Neville says, try not to get into any more trouble. And they decided, and Teddy's now decided that they don't want to do another leaflet campaign because that would just be tempting trouble. They, uh, oh, this is when he finally, they finish the draft of the letter and give it to the DA to sign. And then three days later, Teddy sees all the teachers at the high table staring at him when he enters the great hall, and he's like, Jesus. And he's yeah. like, Teddy, Teddy, they printed our letter. Shut up, you're going to get us in trouble. And Danny Boyle's like, wow, you've got some nerve, Lupin. Fighting with the Slytherins? Well, at least you didn't bring my brother into your misquoted, misguided crusade. And he says, we're not siding with the Slytherins. We're siding with the kids that got expelled, including Andrew Bales. And she, Nigel says, yeah, Andrew shouldn't have been expelled. So they, uh, they've got people talking about it. But their letter has been overshadowed by a letter from this group called Scourge. <laughs> and, oh, boy. Basically, it's the Goblin Underground, and the letter says, the open letter received by the Daily Prophet, oh, I thought that they actually printed the letter. Where's the letter? Yeah, they did. Open letter received by the Daily Prophet published in this entire book. I was just trying to figure out where it was. So, 
For many centuries, goblins have been treated as second-class citizens, and worse or worse by wizards, we have suffered indignities beyond measure. Actually, does, do one of you want to read this? I've been doing a lot of talking. I can cut me out. I don't remember where this was. Okay. Let's get to the good stuff. Okay. okay. However, the Daily Prophet has learned through a ministry source that wishes to remain anonymous that the R's office does have a special wand recovery division that has been at that that has been seeking wands lost since the war in the war too but anyway these were wands which may have actually been scavenged from the bodies of death eaters and their victims and even from the grounds of hogwarts itself following the battle of hogwarts although no one at the ministry will confirm that goblins are suspected in the acquisition hoarding of these stolen wands Oh, it casts recent incidents at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry into newer and sinister light. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. And it's signed, Sorcerers Champion Oppression Unite for the Restor Restoration of Goblin Equality or Scourge. <laughs> oh, yeah. hi. So the goblins are not happy campers. No, and they've been stealing wands. And they, well, you know, we don't know that for sure, but that's where innocent we're leaving. Innocent until proven guilty. Yep, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like uh, Mercy, who says, "Do you think that we're doing any good? Will, will writing a letter make any difference?" And Teddy says, "Well, Scourge thinks so, so maybe letter writing is a good idea." And they have to decide what they're going to do next. And, you know, I can't, Teddy says, I can't keep telling them what to do. Other people need to step up and give their own ideas, too. And Mercy says, well, let's do it the Friday before Valentine's Day. And we'll have a Valentine's Day party. And the boys all grimace, but they decide that's what they're going to do. And we move on. Then Teddy has received a letter from Harry, and he's a little afraid to open it. <laughs> Is it so. red? Don't open it if it's red. Just throw it into the fire. Throw it into the fire. And he says, Teddy, I wouldn't have had the nerve to do what you just did when I was 11. I don't even think no, you wouldn't have. father did. But I got a good laugh watching Ginny and Ron's reactions. Then I realized that we would have been expelled several times if we had the zero toleration policy in oh, yeah. when we were at school. So there you go. I do think you maybe used the word draconian just a little too many times, though. <laughs> Hermione is proud of you, and she'd really like you to talk to the house elves about stew while you're causing all kinds of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty and pleased. Andromeda's a little worried about you getting in trouble, but she's proud of you, too. She's just not going to tell you. And... I understand Neville's talked to you about using the DA. I'm sure you know about Scrooge. Scourge. They're not a joke, but please, let's not uh, spread more rumors. I don't want to encourage you, but at the same time, I totally understand what you're up to. Love, Harry. Wow, he got in touch with his, little, uh, his godfather side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, don't get caught. Yeah. And Dewey, Don't be stupid. Don't take pictures. <laughs> yeah. Dewey's dad sent him a letter and says, you know, you should be doing doing better, but 
That's all right. And Kai says that his parents want him to behave and don't get in trouble. There's different, you know. And then, of course, Teddy's grandma sends him an owl. Says, stay out of trouble. You're crusading. Don't be crusading. Nothing like the crusader. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves a bubble hair. Yep. And, and then Hermione sends a package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. well. She's, trying to get, she's trying to get rid of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Not in that way. So. Don't put those images in my mind. Ah! I know. I'm sorry. Brain bleed. Shudder, shudder, shudder. <laughs> so by Friday, Teddy's been told by several me- members of the DA that they can't come to meetings anymore because their parents have told them. And uh, But several people that didn't want to come before have said that they do want to come, even some of the older students. Please, when has your parents telling you not to do things stopped these kids? Yeah, well, some of these kids are a little bit better at listening to their parents than the ones that we usually know, apparently. <laughs> so, and then... There's nothing wrong in listening to your parents. I'm not saying there is. She's just saying that normally the Harry Potter kids don't. Apparently, especially at Hogwarts. Yeah. I love that they're in Herbology and Violet's talking and clipping a plant and she's very upset and and as she talks she just keeps clipping things because of course her mother has sent her a letter and told her that if she doesn't shape up she's going to get shipped off to Bobatons or Durmstrang and she's very upset Neville comes over and says, Miss Parkinson, has this plant offended you? And she looks down at the poor bush and it's nearly bare because she's just snipping, snipping, snipping. And she snips so many, so much that her shears are smoking because they've gotten hot. Maybe you should go water I the flitter bloom. I leg up Edward, Edward Scissor, um, whatever. Yeah, Edward oh, that was a fun movie. Yeah. Clip, 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 clip. So he sends her out to water the flitter blooms, and then he sends Teddy after her to make sure she doesn't drown them. <laughs> and Teddy wants to know what's going on, but she won't tell her. She doesn't want him to know what her mother has said. I can. Have, I I would like to have seen Pansy try and send Violet away, and Draco would pitch a fit. Yeah, Draco's not very involved with her life, but I think he would too. I think that. I can't remember how this ends, but I think that Draco's going to step up at some point. I'd love to see Draco pitch a fit like that. Yeah, that would be good. Hmm. And Violet needs to have somebody stick up for her, because really, her mother is insane. I mean, there have been worse, but yes, her mother's insane. Yeah, her mother's pretty bad, so... Who's a jealous type? I don't know. Pansy's like some kind of delinquent mother and, and stuff. She's always crazy. This one, who knows why she has custody of, of the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, because yeah. Draco didn't want custody. Or couldn't. Yeah, maybe that too. I mean, could you imagine Lucius and Narcissa? 
Well, but yeah. And his new wife and you know, and their new too. child. Yeah. I can see it. But at the same time I you know, you kinda have to understand a little bit about where Pansy's coming from. Pregnant yeah. and alone and the end of the war. I don't have to like her, but I can kind of sympathize with her a bit. Yeah, yeah. at least she didn't turn into a lush, like, uh, what is it, be careful, Pansy? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I uh, wrecked that to Melinda Leo. Oh, she read and? It. She liked it quite a bit, except for she didn't like Molly being such a... <laughs> That's it. She hated Molly too. <laughs> she didn't hate Molly. She hated that Molly was was such a what is it? O O C. Yeah, an out of character. Yeah, out of character. Yeah, she thought. Yeah, it was very out of character. Molly out of character. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was fun. You know, poor Melinda. She's supposed to be doing taxes, but she snowed in. She's so funny. She's like, my boys have been to school four days this week, four days in a row. And I'm like, Melinda, the littlest things excite you. She said, Sue, they haven't gone to school four days in a row since Christmas before Christmas break. What? Because of all the snow in Boston. They keep closing the schools. Oh, they're, they're going to have a non-existent summer. Yeah, I know. They're going to be in school oh, they, forever. There's no Easter. They're not, they're not going to be there at all. Yeah, they don't get Easter break. We don't call it Easter break around here. It's spring break, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our school had to cut down on its late starts and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure somewhere they've got school on Saturdays. I'm like, yep, now you know what I went through for 12 years. Yeah, they're doing that too. Ugh. They have to make it up. I mean, and we've got one of the shortest school years in the world to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. No. I've, had, I've had two snow makeup days already this year that were built into our year, and we yeah. haven't actually had any snow. But we've had yeah. no two extra days just in case. We we have, I think, three days built in. Mm-hmm. And I we only had one cold day. The entire year I was in, what is it, secondary school? Because mm-hmm. it was just so cold. They didn't want the kids out because they were like, they're going to freeze to death. So, by our count, they owed us an extra month of summer holiday. But, of course, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. No, probably not. Yeah, my son, they've been doing a lot of two-hour delays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So, let's Hi, see. Fleur. Hi, Fleur. We haven't seen you in a while. What are you doing? <laughs> So Kai says, I see you're still consorting with the wrong sorts of people to Violet as she arrives for the meeting, and he grins at her. I can see who the wrong sort is for myself, thank you. Mm. Yeah, she's not very happy. He he means well, does Kai, but he doesn't have a filter for his mouth, and he puts his foot, he he not only puts his foot in there, but when he he has one foot in, he, he takes the other one out only long enough to stick the next one in. So he tends to be in trouble a lot. Mercy's on her... Oh, they're all sort of locked out of the room because Mercy's setting it up for Valentine's Day. And (laughs) Teddy's checking out the map and saying, well, she better hurry up because here comes Steve. And by the time they get in, it's like Umbridge exploded all over the room of requirement. It's like Mm. all pink. And everybody's just like, ah! Uh, uh. (laughs) 
Pepto-Bismol just threw up. Yeah, see, here's your vomit. Pepto-Bismol just threw up all over the room of requirement. Ew. And Dewey's like, it's extraordinary. And Guy's like, are you insane? Colin's like, it's a bloody pink nightmare. And poor Mercy's face falls. And, you know, the boys are like, what did she expect? It's a bunch of 11 year old boys. Yeah, I know. You know, they go, they're going to eat the pink cookies because, well, they're cookies, but the rest of the room, yeah, not so much. And so they want to know what they're going to do next. And Teddy says, you guys need to come up with some ideas too. And the Muggleborn say, we want to protest not being allowed to have muggle toys and stuff. And the Slytherins are like, well, we don't care about that. But Teddy says, all right, now, you know, we're going to do what everybody wants. So let's listen to what everybody's ideas are. And they decide that they're going to paint the castle pink, or at least the doors to the common rooms. Oh, boy. And I hate pink. Uh-huh. Me too. I really hate pink. <laughs> Teddy thinks it's a brilliant idea, almost as good as the swamp, which it's not. <laughs> no. Teddy's 11, and yeah. So, and I wonder if there's still a bit of the swamp left. I don't know. They don't talk about it, but yeah. And Kai says, even Cho hated Umbridge, and, and they're like, okay, so if we paint the the quarters pink, what is that going to mean to the rest of the students? Nothing. No, nobody knows, nobody else remembers who Umbridge is. But they said, well, the teachers will, and Filch will, and, you know. You've got to have kitty cats all over the place. Oh, God. Cats. Oh, yeah, that would be just terrible, wouldn't it? Pink and kitty cats. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Violet says, "Do you really want to know how much like Umbridge Professor Llewellyn could be?" And they're like, "Well, we're gonna do this." So they they decide, you know, Edgar wants to know. Oh, see, it is Edgar. It's Edgar here. Mm. So earlier it was a typo because there's not an Edgar in it and it. Eden, is there? No, I'm very confused. Anyhow, Edgar wants to know what that, how that is going to translate out into how come muggles aren't allowed to have their own muggle stuff. (laughs) And Teddy says it's, or somebody says, it's a protesting uh, Professor Llewellyn's not being reasonable. And if you want to make it a point on behalf of Muggleborns, you need to think of something too. And so they they're gonna come up with a plan as well. The Muggleborns are. And so they start practicing. They 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 sort of start a a they they start tra- practicing color change charms, and pretty soon they're having a color change charm war. It's a good thing the teachers can't get into the room of requirement right now or they'd all be expelled for hexing each other. But it's done in good fun, mostly. It's kind of like a color race. 
Mm-hmm. It's like being in a paintball room, I think. Except a lot less painful, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, they've decided that they're going to do this during the Quidditch match. Mm-hmm. Because everybody will be outside. And Saturday and Sunday, everything's kind of quiet because the older students are off to Hogsmeade for Valentine's Day. And... Maddie Puttyfoot, or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the girls have Mercy and, and Sunley and have spent the night or the day before making Valentine's for all the members of the DA. And of course they have. Kai's like, it's supposed to be a secret and you've given them to all of us. Are you crazy? And Mercy's like, you know, the staff's not trying really hard to figure out who's in the DA or they'd have figured it out already. And Teddy's like, thanks for the Valentine, Mercy! Oh. And Deanna's made one for Teddy and and uh, so all the girls have two. Because <laughs> they all think he's cute and special. No, he's special, all right. <laughs> Dewey says, we better disperse. Teachers are watching us. So they kind of all go their own way. And Oh, well, some of them, while out visiting the War Memorial and different things like that, feel like they're being watched and they have seen several goblins out in the woods and stuff like that so they're starting to feel a little bit of a presence in there some of them are starting to get worried <laughs> and then teddy and his roommates are awakened late that night by a lot of noise coming from the common room and they stumble down in their pajamas and find that Danny Boyle and Megan Lewis are carrying Roger Droker in, wrapped in a blanket, and they've got Longbottom along with them, and they're all grim-faced and silent. And I was like, what's going on? And they're told to get back to bed and mind their own business. And, and, and Violet has almost the same experience down in Slytherin with uh, Mattis, Mattiscarf. <laughs> what we find out happens later is that the two of them, Gryffindor and Slytherin, dared each other to go into the Hogshead. I think it's the Hogshead. Because <laughs> that's where the goblins are. And they both took each other up on the dare and went in. And the goblins started giving them fire whiskey. But they didn't realize it was really fire whiskey. Professor, I swear I didn't know I was getting drunk. And they both got snookered and ended up, you know, out in a field in, in the middle of the night, passed out, yeah. And Teddy gets another letter from Harry that says, if I could tell you more about Slip Bang, I would, but there's nothing I can tell you. Hey, look at this. We're going to actually be done in our two-hour allotment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm starting to get droopy-eyed. It's starting. I know it. Well, maybe we can at least get through this chapter and we'll call it a game. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Amen. That's what's yeah. going to happen. And then, depending on how they get hurt, it's rather funny. Mm-hmm. So, 
Professor Llewellyn has introduced a new punishment, wand restriction. So the two boys that were in drinking, instead of getting expelled because they really were just being stupid and they didn't break any of the real rules except for getting drunk, but they didn't know it was fire whiskey. We just thought it was really strong butterbeer. Really, Professor, I swear. So they they were just in these little shots flasks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Jello, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you were. I thought it was Jello, Mom. Yeah. I don't understand the appeal of Jello shots. Oh, they're good. Don't know that they I are mostly because one. I don't like Jello. Probably. Well, they get there's pudding shots now. You can make pudding shots. Yeah, that brings me ones. even more. I bought pudding oh, the, for mom tonight. I just haven't had a chance to make it. So it's nummy, depending on who makes it. I mean, depending on how it's made. What do you it, put it, in the? T- wait, 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 wait. What do you put in the pudding? I can't remember. I've only ha- I've only eaten them. I can't even make regular Jello shots. Yeah, I don't what know. I can just see Jello work? shots because you use. You use vodka instead of the water for jello shots, but what, uh, I don't know what you would use instead of milk. I guess you could make it with like Bailey's. Yeah, Bailey's. Yeah, Bailey's or Kahlua or something like that. Alright, okay. I can see it with that. Alright, All now I want some Kahlua. I used to, I, I, when I was in college, I got one of those mini bottles of Kahlua mm-hmm. and they had hot cocoa in the dining hall, so I bring along my mini bottle of Kahlua and put some in my hot cocoa with it when I'd go to dinner. There's nothing wrong with that. That's no, exactly, there wasn't. That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. I think I wouldn't mind okay. that as well. Okay, alright, alright, alright. Uh, pudding shots. Pudding shots. No. Yes, pudding shots. Oh, wait, no, no, I got the recipe. <laughs> Are you Googling again? Yes. Yeah, okay, you get instant pudding. Yes. Three quarters cups milk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quarter cup vodka. Okay. Half a cup of Irish cream and eight oh. ounces of whipped cream. So you mix the pudding and the milk so it's well blended, mm-hmm. and then you add the vodka and the, and the Irish cream to well blended, and you fold in fold the, it in the whipped water. cream. Okay. That's oh, I had good. Irish coffee the other day. Mm, that sounds mm. good too. My dad was. Shocked and perturbed that I was using this good scotch. <laughs> he was pleased with me. Oh, well. I'm it wasn't that. bad. I thought it'd be stronger, but somehow I wasn't falling over myself when I was done. <laughs> That's probably good. Well, Especially I mean, if you had it for breakfast. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't drink in the morning. Oh, good. Oops. You could be the new Tina. We can make you the resident Lush. <laughs> no? Alright. Well, I just thought... Buy some cola tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I know. It sounds good. So anyhow, yeah. we, we've got <laughs> wand restrictions. Go, 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 have I get a shot now. Wand restrictions where you get to have your wand in class but n- for nothing else. But how do you practice? You don't get to practice. That's part of the punishment. It, no. It's scary. If you learn the theory, then you'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Professor Umbridge. Right. You're welcome. And of course, these two have lost their wands anyhow. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. But 
So, am I just forgetting this? Are the kids who lost their wands, do they not have any anymore? Then nobody's, like, bought them replacements? They're, yeah, some of them have gotten replacements. Some of them couldn't afford replacements, though. Does so. Hogwarts have a fund? Well... Maybe they could borrow from the other kids. Yeah, that... I, you know, some of them don't want to use the fund or whatever. I don't know. Maybe yeah, the fund stupid. ran out. That's stupid, too. Well, you think somebody would make pick up a collection or the board well, the board They <laughs> wanted to Teddy's group wanted to take a collection for somebody at one point. Well the board of governors, they should do something. Yeah, well the the board of governors, they don't do these good things. That's true. So So Teddy has made the plan to do the the turning the castle pink during the Quidditch game. And he's decided that only a few people should do it because if everybody, if all the first years are gone, somebody's going to notice. So they're they're just picking a couple yeah. from each each group to do it. They meet. They I think they go to the game and then they sneak out. I can't remember this exactly. And Colin has some misgivings about the whole thing, so. The fat lady catches them, wants to know what they're doing, and he says, Oh, well, we're turning the corridors pink to match your dress. It's about time you got some appreciation, don't you think? And, uh... That's slick. Yeah. She says, I've been... I've seen Gryffindors come and go since before Alvis Dumbledore was born. Do you think I'm a fool? And he says, No. No. <laughs> and then she says, It's a little too dark. You need to make it make it a better pink. <laughs> so they, they uh start sorry, I'm playing with a cat. She decided she needed to play. Okay. Still that was very stupid of them to get the fat lady involved. Mm hmm Well and then the Ravenclaw she talks, house she talks to her friend Violet. Ghost finds them. God this lot is moronic. This the grey lady, what are you doing? Kai puts his hands behind his back. Uh, what does it look like? And she says, Has pink become the new Raven house, Ravenclaw house color? And he says, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and then Gilbert comes around, Hey, Kai, I just turned Flitwitz off and stop ah! Stop <laughs> talking. Stop talking now. She scowls at them. and mm. But she doesn't really care of what the students do. So she says, you know, they said, we're just having a little fun. And he, she's like, shouldn't you be at the Quidditch pitch with everybody else? And she says, all right, you know, if you let me go, we will. And uh, he says, are you going to well, turn us like in? She can grab a hold of them anyhow. No. And she's like, turn you in? What do you think I am? A hall monitor? A prefect? I don't get involved with these students. So, they take off. And Teddy and some of the DA members do the entrance hall, which is slightly resistant to their charms. And they hang a great big banner in the great hall. And then he wants Ty and Violet to meet him down by the kitchens. And he sends everybody else out back out to the game. And downstairs, Kai and Violet are, are waiting, and Professor Flitwick 
catches them. Mm. And, and Kai's like, Professor Flitwick, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know. Like, and Flitwick's like, I'm afraid you're going to have to put this, put you on wand restriction. And he turns to Violet and he says, I'm surprised at you, Miss Parkinson. And Kai's like, uh, uh, professor. And he's like, take out your wand. Turn yourself pink. <laughs> Kai's like, what? You heard me. If you like things pink, make yourself pink. <laughs> and then he slowly cottons on. Yeah, but it's really petty. I knew it. I knew it all along. I was just playing along. And I was oh, of course. Of course did. <laughs> so he goes into the kitchens and tells the house elves that they get the weekend off. Oh, boy. Because Aunt Hermione wanted him to practice stew. And so this is what he's come up to do. But I love this because he goes in and Frigga comes up to him and he can't, he doesn't know her name and she starts to wilt and he says, oh, well, I forgot my spectacles. And then Golly shows up and wants to know if, if he wants his favorite sandwich, which is really a disgusting one. Cucumber and squid. Yeah, cucumber and squid. Blech. Thank you, Moo. And the, he tells them that the students are going to clean up after themselves and cook for themselves, and they are to have a vacation. And they're not really sure about this, but then he tells them that Professor Llewellyn said that it must be done, so that's what they do. Oh, dear. And Kai is having a fit because he didn't figure it out quick enough, and yeah. I would like to whack him over the head. Most people want to whack him over the head. Or kick him down the stairs, mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, Cho, Cho didn't do him any favors with the way she raised him. She really no. didn't. So, yeah. And... Out comes Teddy, dressed as somebody else, and he says, it works, they're all gone, and Kai wants to know what they're going to do about food for the rest of the weekend, and he says, well, I'm sure the staff will come up with something, and... Yeah, make you cook. Mm-hmm. And they find Mercy and... Who is it? Dewey. They find Mercy and Dewey have waited for them. And when Teddy checks the map, he sees Slipfangus there. So they send Mercy for grown-ups because the, none of the grown-ups are close. Everybody's down at the Quidditch pitch. That's about the closest place for the teachers. And the other four decide that they're going to go down and try to catch Slipfang. And Dewey and... And then they were stupid and he heard them. Yes. Yeah. So it looks like Kai and Violet stay stay up in the Great Hall and Teddy and Dewey are gonna go the shortcut that Teddy knows down to try to intercept him. And Kai's telling Violet to go because she's a girl and you gotta go. Oh. And that's when he gets heard. And Dewey's like, Teddy, this isn't a good idea. And they can kind of see something shimmering 
And there's a flash of light. Uh, Kai casts a spell, and they can kind of see him. It, you know, it takes the invisibility spell off of him. And here we have this terrible goblin. It worked! It worked! Kai's all enthusiastic. And Slipfang is holding a sword, and he goes after them. And Kai gets hit with this terrible curse that sounds like a crack of a whip. And he curls up into a fetal position. His glasses are shattered. And Violet is just horror-stricken. And Teddy charges and jumps on him and tackles him. And he's trying to beat him up. And Dewey dashes forward. And Violet runs off to get Slughorn. Who, of course, was in the dungeons and close. But they couldn't get to him right away because Slipfang was in the way. And Dewey ends up getting his feet knocked out from under him. And Teddy actually gets up on top of him and is punching him and he's doing really well until Slipfang stabs him in the side with a silver dagger. Sort of effectively knocks everything out. Mm. And here comes Slughorn. <laughs> and they Slipfang starts casting spells at him and Slughorn's got a potato up and Slipfang gets away. Of course he does. And they're like, but he's getting away! And Slughorn's like, I don't care. We have to stop this bleeding. I've triggered their alarm. Others are coming. And, you know, don't worry about him. We need to. And Dewey yells, you know, because he's got Teddy's arm. So Teddy's been stabbed in the side and had his forearm sliced open. And the blood is flowing really, really bad, you know, really, really fast. And he's mm -hmm. just about out. We have ten minutes. Do we want to try for the next chapter or do we want to just end here? See if we can do one more. Trisha? <laughs> we don't have to. It'd be a nice cliffhanger. <laughs> so we've got scars. Dewey and Violet are in the hallway outside the... Infirmary, Teddy and Kai are inside. They've been told by the teachers to go back to their common rooms, but they're ignoring them because they want to know what's happened. And the staff's patrolling the hallways because somebody's actually seen the goblin now. They mm -hmm. have proof, kind of like Fudge in the ministry. They don't really know what's happened to Kai except for that he's got a bloody mark across his face and across his, you know, robes where it looks like a whip hit him, which is basically, it was a whip, whip spell. Mm -hmm. And he's in quite a bit of pain, but he's going to be okay. Is that like the thing that happened to Hermione? Maybe. And... I want to say the trois, that's not it. Violet. I knew it was a V. Violet's beating herself up because she ran away and... You know, Dewey's saying, no, you saved us. You got Slughorn. If you hadn't got Slughorn in there, things would have gone much worse. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be okay. And Neville comes out and he sees them. And, you know, they're like, we, we need to know that they're going to be okay. And he, 
Teddy says that, or Neville says that Teddy was hurt really, really bad, and it was nearly fatal, but because of Slughorn's quick thinking, he's going to live. And they just kind of, you know, they're relieved. And Violet wants to know if they can see him. And he says, no, you guys need to go back to your common room. And he's going to walk them partway down. And they get almost to the ground floor when they run into Harry. So he lets the two of them go back to their common rooms. And he's going to take Harry up to the common, up to the hospital wing. And Potter looks at Dewey and says, Dewey Diggory, right? I don't think we've ever met properly. And Dewey's like, pleased to meet you, sir. We're really sorry about Teddy. And he says, no, this isn't your fault. And Poor Harry. He's got a godson who is all, you know, already getting himself into trouble. And then he's going to have three kids who are going to get themselves into mm-hmm. heat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He, but he looks at, at Dewey and he kind of blanches and he says, is any of that your blood? And Dewey says, no, it's all Teddy's. And Which doesn't help matters. No, not at all. But they go back downstairs. And Kai and Teddy are in adjacent beds, but there's a curtain up. And Kai hasn't received very much treatment. And he's laying there determined that he's going to, you know, be tough because Teddy needs everything more. But it's really painful. And he starts to kind of cry, and he's he's having a hard time. And he says, it's like a whip, an enormous whip. It practically flayed him right open. And Longbottom wants to know if it's going to scar. I don't know. And he, so he's in there alone, and he hears a noise, and he thinks somebody's come after Teddy. He thinks Slipfang's back. And he's like, who's there, Madam Pumphrey? And it's Harry. And he says, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't know it was you. And, and Harry's like, yeah, you know, you're still watching out for my godson. That's, thank you. And he, Madame Pomfrey offers him something for the pain, but he doesn't want to take it because he wants to be able to guard Kenny. So. Wow, we're ending this one a downer. Not all. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Dewey, Dewey and Violet are trying to camp outside the infirmary in the first thing, but they're woke before dawn by their prefix, who haul them down to the kitchen. <laughs> and all the kids that are that they that are known to be in the DA are on kitchen duty because <laughs> the house elves have all had the weekend off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the elves aren't allowed to help them with magic, but they're there to supervise them and to keep them out of trouble and to make sure that the food is actually edible. (laughs) And they work harder than they've ever worked in their lives. So, but they, as soon as they're done, they go up to the hospital wing because they want to make sure that their friends are okay and Pomfrey says, I've been turning people away. I've been turning people away. They're both going to live. 
And I don't need <laughs> all of you in here. But here comes Harry. And Harry says, you know, I think it'd be nice that I bring these eggs. Well, they, they ask, can we come? Or he says, can they come in with me? And she says, I suppose. But the rest of you need to go because most of the DA, even though they're exhausted from being in the kitchen, mm-hmm. have gone up to check on them too. I mean, does anybody really, I mean, how much does an 11 year old really know how to cook? I mean, there are some. Mm-hmm. My son knows how to cook, cook sausages and, and stuff like that, but. Yeah, and he knows how to how to microwave tea and microwave with the metal teapot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the metal teapot. <laughs> I forgot about how. I think they at that age. I mean, he makes sandwiches really well. I mean, he knows how to grill. He grills mm-hmm. very well. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, he's got some stuff going, but yeah, they wouldn't have been able to do much if the house elves hadn't been there to supervise. It would have been a disaster. Oh my. Can you just imagine the house elves? They're just wringing their hands and going, mm-hmm. "What did they go to do in our kitchen?" <laughs> no, they're like, "Ah, are you so sure excited?" I think it's more important little... for the house elves than it was for them. See, they're not even. It's true. It's true. It's terrible. This. I, I'm suddenly imagining if some of the more pure blood parents are getting wind of this and going, why kid is cooking? <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, it's serpent stuff. It's house elf, house elf jobs. What do you mean my child's being a house elf? I won't stand for this. Oh my. But they all get through it, and hey, they'll have learned a lesson, and some of them might have actually learned how to cook a little bit. So I doubt it. It's good all around. I I wouldn't want to be the taste tester. No, I, no. You know, they're gonna appreciate having the house elves around a whole lot more once this yeah. all is done. Although Harry knew how to cook by then. Well, yeah, Harry had to learn how to cook when he was really young. Probably. Well, he flipped, he flipped um, bacon or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he cooked quite a bit for them. So, the they're talking about Flip Bang and the oars, and Teddy, he, Teddy, man, Harry tells Teddy that the oars have been watching the school ever since the wand thefts began, and he says, you know. Bloody a lot of good they've done. Yeah. They know about the secret tunnels, and he says he's glad that Teddy didn't try to go through the secret tunnels because he had told him not to, because they're all booby trapped. So, and Teddy says, well, he could be apparating, and you know, apparition on the grounds of Hogwarts is impossible. House elves can do it, but house elves can do it, and so maybe goblins can too. But Harry said that they thought about that too, and they're gonna have he's gonna have a talk with the professors to make sure that the kids aren't in the castle alone anymore, skulking around, getting themselves into trouble. And off he goes. And Kai says, uh, "You know, they, Dewey says, how are you guys feeling?" And 
Kenny says, I'm okay. And, and Kai says, I'm in unimaginable pain. But I'm not as brave. And Kenny says it actually doesn't hurt that much unless he moves or breathes or swallows. <laughs> Yeah. So, and the Gryffindor game was ended 250 to 100. They were tied at 100 points each when Cordelia caught sight of the snitch just before the teachers all went running back to the castle. Hufflepuff's in the lead. So, the the good news was for Gryffindor because Hufflepuff won. So, the, that's the Slytherins didn't get the extra points. And Kai gets released from the hospital the next day, but Teddy's going to have to stay for a while. And there's all kinds of rumors going around the school. And of course, it's like Violet screamed in terror and hid behind Kai. And she's really mad that that rumor's <laughs> going around. And he's like, I didn't say that. Other people are making stuff up. Where she's like, don't fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Teddy gets out and gets to go depink the castle. Yes, Teddy is in charge of depinking the castle. Because he wasn't strong enough to cook. And he is not allowed to be off wand restriction. So he gets his wand. He has to check out his wand and then depink the castle until a curfew. And then return his wand. But the other students have figured out what's going on, and they're turning the castle pink and green and blue and purple and all kinds of stuff. And so, oh, that's he, mean. The more he depinks, the worse it becomes. The house elves are back on Monday, and the students. How does are he like, have time to do his homework? He's not getting any homework done. Nope, nope, nope. Well, they, that's they kind of dumb. That's dumb of the teachers, though. Mm-hmm. The uh, Daily Prophet hadn't gotten wind of Sliplank's attack, so that was good. And in History of Magic, they start asking questions about the Goblin Wars, and Binge is like, what? <laughs> for the first time ever, people are paying attention and asking questions about goblins, which is Binge's favorite subjects, and he's totally confused. He's yeah, he's... He's gobsmacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people he are... Might end up, he might go to the other side because he's so happy. Someone's finally, like, mm. about his favorite subject. Well, but they're asking questions, and he doesn't necessarily want to answer them, so he pretends like he doesn't see them. And then, yeah, it's just crazy. And everybody starts talking at once, and he says, Silence! And they're all like, Whoa, we didn't know he had it in him. <laughs> and finally, he says, Goblins are dangerous, wily, cunning creatures, tactically ingenious, and utterly ruthless. Well, we know which side you're on. Against superior opposition. I have extensive knowledge of goblin habits and their ways. They were my academic specialty. That I expect any of you to bother to read the Journal of Magic Creature Research. And everybody's just staring at him in shock. Because he's actually, you know, deviated from his lecture. They stay out of sight. Women and, the goblin women and children stay out of sight. 
And Anthony says, you mean they kill women and children? And Ben says, certainly. An enemy is an enemy. So they have some things to think about here. And Teddy, poor Teddy. He's just, he's doing color change charms in his sleep, trying to get it all. And then one day he goes and he's gone through the first floor and there's nothing there. And he goes to the second floor and he finally makes it all the way up to the seventh floor to find that the rest of the DA has actually done it all for him. And they're waiting <laughs> for time. him. And they're like, what took you so long? We figured you'd figure it out and come right up here. And he's like, oh, I'm stupid. Yeah, you are. But we knew that. Because mm -hmm. I'm a boy. Yep. And so Ophelia talks with them and, and Hugh about the Slytherins, about not changing adding more colors now that they've got it all cleaned up. So they're still trying to figure out whether or not they should let the older kids in. Teddy says we we haven't decided that, but the the rest of them decided that it was okay. That they helped, even Blake. And for a minute Teddy's really upset, but then he says, you know, to himself, Hey, I've always said this isn't my club. I'm just a part of it. No one owes the DA, owns the DA. And so they go in to find Harry out they're, they're talking. Yeah, Harry Potter does. <laughs> they go in and they're talking about muggle toys and magazines and stuff. And they're going to be going home for the holidays soon. And all the muggles are going to gather things up and they're going to inundate the school with as much muggle stuff as they possibly can. Oh, dear. Yes. The kitty I have a feeling Playboys are coming in. <laughs> well, uh, those, no already, those already got taken away, confiscated in the, the first sweep. And, yeah, so during the, the Easter holidays, we're going to gather everything up, and there we go. See what to do. They've got a few more weeks to plan it, and they say, not even goblins are going to stop the DA. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, that was some foreshadowing. That's, there. uh, that's a little bit of, uh, tempting fate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. But, there we go. We got through all the chapters we said we were going to get through. Yay. Yay. We had a couple of good laughs along the way, so it's fun. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to see that. <laughs> Poor Trisha. Now you got me doing it. Oh boy. So, I mean, a lot has happened in this chapter. We've, we've got the DA reformed. We're, uh, they're doing a campaign. They started with flyers and they turned to school pink. I love they turned to school pink. We actually catch sight of Slipfang and get to know that he's really, really there. Teddy and, his friends are hurt. The house elves are given a vacation. That's important. And now we... The kids learn how to cook. And clean up of. after themselves, sort of. They've got this plan that they're going to have the muggle... They're going to inundate the school with muggle artifacts and make people realize how cool they really are. Yeah. And we've tempted fate by saying, not even the goblins are going to stop the DA. Yes! 
these children are not genre savvy. No, no. they're not. But there you go. So tune in next time when we find out what the golems are actually going to do. We get to that already. Well, if we've gone through chapter 24 like we were supposed to, yes. Oh. Uh, we would have had I two gotta, chapters of Goblin. Yeah, so we'll let Trisha catch up and find out what's going on. And There might even be a flying bicycle coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a motorbike. It's E.T. It's E.T. Yeah, but nobody phones home, though. Slip, well, uh, slip whatever the damn thing's bang. called. Flip bang is 18. Oh. <laughs> did you did you see the picture that uh, Keza shared on Facebook with the koala sitting in the front seat the of the jeep or whatever it was? The carjack. Yeah. I don't think yeah. All that. It was so cute. He was cute. Yeah. This kid came out. Oh, and the picture of Alan Rickman holding a koala. That one was cute Aww. too. That one's on the forum. So. Well. We should say goodnight so you guys can go to bed. I can go to bed and yeah, I gotta go check on my mother. Good idea. So, okay, we'll do that. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. There you go. I'm gonna turn this off. be again a podcast quite like this one that brought us together and started its own forum list where the hosts are all our friends all the stories told by Jen Will it drive Ryan round the bend? Part of it weekly, where the story never ends.